everyone, and welcome to another episode of Living Room Wisdom, where your story is your glory. I am Petrina Wisdom, author, speaker, and movement leader, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing one of my closest friends, my soul sisters, Stephanie Banka from Isla Blue. And she's going to tell you a little bit more about what she does, but I want to tell you a little bit more about who she be, because this woman has such a heart and she's so creative and she's such an alchemist. She can turn something that seems like nothing into something absolutely beautiful, just completely transform it. And I'm excited for her to share a little bit of her work with you and who she is. So tell us a little bit about you first and then because you have a very interesting you know, background and then also tell us a little bit about your work. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. What a what a pleasure. What an honor. Uh, I think you summed it up really well at brunch a couple weeks ago when we had the little paper envelope scenario, and yeah. you said, you know, I'm just going to call oh. you MacGyver. <laughs> so um, I have a lot of angles. Let's just say um, I'm Stephanie. I don't know. I, what do I say about myself? I am an alchemist. Yes. Uh, I am a creative. I do have a huge heart, and uh, sometimes, if it's possible, to a flaw. I'm learning how to um, keep my heart a little closer to my chest. Yeah. Uh, in in, in in a way that allows me to be more loving on a grander scale. So, and that also I would say is definitely partly in, in partnership with you and in some of the work that we've done, because in it, like in so many cases in life, often we come together to support each other's, um, I don't like the word deficit, but our sort of like our maybe not limitations, but there's weak points and strong points. And yeah. I think that ours mirror and or complements each other's very, yeah. very, very well. So that for me has been really helpful to have somebody in my life who can hold space for that, but also call me on that in a way that is respectful and honoring and hopefully I extend the same to you. So Absolutely. it's been great. We have a wonderful friendship and we have had a wonderful collaboration, collaboration. so far exactly. when we decided to step into that and I've loved it. Um, some of our collaboration, obviously initially we came together through a, a, a mutual acquaintance and friend and then it just blossomed and we have connection obviously through the jewelry and the adornment because yeah. we both love jewelry and I make jewelry so I get to adorn you. You which do is, more than make jewelry. Let's just pause right That's there. True. I'm sorry. She does more than make jewelry. So she is an alchemist in so many different ways. And one of the ways that she does that is through jewelry. And so she's actually wearing one of her pieces now. But part of what connected us is that she was creating this spiritual jewelry. And every time I saw her, she had on all these amazing pieces. And I would be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So she became kind of my uh, custom jewelry pimp. This is true. And <laughs> from there, it evolved because the more I learned about your process for creating creating that jewelry, yes. the more intrigued I was. And so tell them a little bit about the process because these pieces come to our Pure Abundance Retreat every year. By the way, we're in Belize right now. Woo and she is one of my facilitators. Um, but these, these pieces come to this retreat every year as an offering to our attendees and really as a symbol of, of how far they've come and the transformation that they've had during their week with us in Belize. So tell them a little bit about your process because it's very unique. Yes, and, and to... to 
to also to your point, we we not only are able to utilize these pieces to show the growth and expansion of our time in Belize, but then we take that energy with us out into the world after Belize so that we can continue to anchor mm -hmm. all that we have invited, explored, and worked on while we're here and anchor that into the pieces that we wear. So my work is always infused with intention. Mm -hmm. And um, I do believe in the power of intention and the power of when we want to do something around transformation, the clarity that comes behind it, but also that there are natural elements in the world that represent or symbolize any ailment, goal, creative desire, relationship desire you could have, any um, yeah, sickness, deficit, strength, anything can be represented in the mineral or rock kingdom, if you will, and or the plant kingdom. So, and, and, and metal world probably too. So I'm able to uh, combine and incorporate those ingredients together to create, if you will, recipes perhaps, or, you know, I'm not going to use the word prescriptions because I'm not a doctor, um, but they are in a sense, crystal or rock or adornment prescriptions in that I'm able to hear people's story, know what they're working on, and then align what they're working on with the pieces in a way that can contain, if you will, uh, and, and also amplify. radiate and amplify yes. the energy of those dreams, desires, and goals. Absolutely. And so, and I have had literally to me, phenomenal success means that people have been, for me, in this capacity, phenomenal success means that people have been able to achieve what they intended to achieve. And 100%. What, you made me a partnership piece. Oh, that's true. And it wasn't long after she made that partnership mm -hmm. piece that I co-owned her face. She's I like forgot. A yes. Yes, it works. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. That's right. Yes. Okay. That was her bracelet. When I decided that I was finally ready to call into a partner, we had a session. Yeah. She created this incredible piece for me, a bracelet, uh, carnelian. Yeah. And like a bunch of other uh, stones yep. and it wasn't too much longer after that that I actually attracted my partner yeah she's had the same experience with fertility yeah and uh, a number of other things yeah so, yeah and the thing I want to point out is is it's not just through the jewelry okay mm. it's not just through the jewelry so it's not the medium of art it's her <laughs> it's her she's a flipping magician okay <laughs> Because you also do this with the journals, with the journaling. I so see. tell the audience a little bit about uh, the journal. That's true. And I also, I think I've done it with food. And with food. And with food. Anything so, she touches turns well, to... Within yeah. those three categories. Okay. Food, jewelry, or journal. Like, the, that work is going to be amazing. I think I stay real close to there because it'll turn into gold. If I go out of there, it might turn into something else. So we're going to stay in the same little bubble. Um, although my bubble has developed. And actually, all three of those things are an extension of, you know, my life journey and my healing. And right. so what I've done is gone in, learned them, and then learned how to make them translatable for folks who have not had the experience. So the food is only so accessible to a point because not everybody's ready to make those changes, right, based on their wellness or their health. So that felt limiting to some extent. The jewelry is only accessible to a point because of potentially my price point or because some people don't wear stuff like that right. or they don't get that it can work that way. Yeah. Uh, the journaling piece is the one that kind of fills the gap in the middle. Uh, the creative journaling and the imagery and the visioning fills the space for people who um, might not be able to access those. They can access, access the journaling aspects and that creativity 
in a very portable right here way. And so you don't have to be mobile to do it. Like even if you're in a wheelchair, you can do this. Even if you are struggling with mental illness, you can do Mm -hmm. this. Even if you can't read, you can do this. So even if you are living in poverty, you can do this. And so this has eliminated some of the barriers for me uh, um, in terms of the inclusion that I desire with the work and the magic. And so that's what's been beautiful about the journaling experience. And and, and through working with Katrina, um, I've been really blessed because she eventually, you know, when we were making our friendship and I was keeping my distance for whatever reason, because I was maybe worried about getting close again to somebody or all of those things, you stayed after me in a good way. And since I wouldn't come to her over and over and over again, which I know you're not a woman who uh, takes rejection lightly in the sense that if you're rejected, you're just done. Like there's just no, that's not for me. And you didn't give up on me. And so I'm so grateful for that because where will we be? Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Like for me, I don't know where I'd be, Um, but it wouldn't be here. And so uh, Katrina actually attended one of my vision journaling workshops with her beautiful daughter and my other soul sister and soul daughter. Well, you're not really my daughter, but you're close. Um, Jordan came to the event. And so she brought Jordan and they both came to do my vision journaling. And then you went on to finish your homework and be one of my first students to ever finish the entire journal because we did a pretty big journal because she's a star student, one of the only, just like we are in dance class, which we're really looking forward to today. And so um, that was where we, that's where where we, where I intended the pure abundance retreat. She knew she was going to do this. You knew you wanted to do this international piece. You kind of had a sense of where, because you'd already come to Belize. And then um, I was like, well, you know, we both at the same time were confessing our goals to the group. And I was like, I'm going to be an international facilitator. And you're like, well, I'm going to have an, and we're like, whoa, we got to And then, you know, fast forward, you do your life. And then four months, she's like, I need to talk to you. I'm like, okay, well, she probably needs jewelry. Something happened because she breaks jewelry a lot. And so I'm like, what'd she break now? She popped it off. I'm going to have to go make something else. So I show up with my notebook, ready to take notes on what are we working on now? You got the partner, you know, Jordan's leaving for Ireland. We had a lot of things going on. I think it was then. And um, maybe earlier. Anyway, it turned out that she was asking me to come teach what I had taught because on the heels of that, she was telling me that she had booked the space. It was either I booked the space or I'm going to within the next 72 hours. It was happening. And this was definite. And so, and now it was, you got to come show the ladies yes. how to do this because it works. And so right. that for me was one more confirmation of yeah. the magic, because if you do the homework, this is what happens. We end up here and we now have the pure abundance retreat. And so those confirmations, they come through the jewelry, they come through, they come through the journaling. You know, when someone has a baby that's been trying to, you know, spend 150 grand on, on IVF and hasn't gone there and then has a baby, that's the magic. And so as much as it's, it's me, it, it's not me in the sense that I have the glory of being a vessel for something that is so much greater than myself and that I've been able to articulate through symbology and these elements I have been able to articulate a physical form, if you will, mm-hmm. for these intentions. Yes. And I think that's where the magic It's an happens. outlet. Yeah. It's an outlet and it's a, a, a new way of doing manifestation work. Yeah. Um, that's not just vision boarding or journaling. Correct. So I think it's very, I know that it's very powerful work and I'm so grateful that you're able to come share this at my retreat now four years, almost, almost four, four years, years in a row. row. Yeah, we'll be there. And on and, and into on and infinity on. and beyond. Mm-hmm. So 
what I want to do is I want to translate this to our, our, our listeners, right? The, the viewers who are watching. If you have someone out there that has some unrealized dreams or goals that they're looking to achieve or maybe parts of themselves that they recognize that they're really, really good at but don't see in themselves what other people see in them, is there anything you can offer that, you know, could, could be a, a first step yes. for them? Okay. So what would I say for first steps? Um, I think, I think one of the first things that you can do is just recognize and acknowledge that you have identified an area that you would like to make change mm -hmm. and to be with it. So you want to make a career change. You want to make a lifestyle change. You want to do something like that. I think once you be with it for a moment, mm -hmm. I would then say to, to sit with it and then to energetically ask, like if you have to write it down or you have to speak it to the universe, or maybe you just think it in a prayer thought, what's the next step? Like which, because you know what, maybe it's lifestyle and career and this and right. this, and it's like way too much at once. So let's just scale back a little bit, even though I don't like limitation, let's like bring it to a place where we can clarify and simplify to the point where we have something to work with. Mm -hmm. I would say, get your hands moving. If you don't know whether that means writing for you initially or get your yourself a box of crayons and literally just start making marks on pages, yeah. repeating, 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 like repetitive marks over and over mm -hmm. through that. You will begin to hear or feel, I think your, your next steps. Mm -hmm. And through that also, you will find different levels of curiosity that you're having that will speak to the way that you can make these changes. Mm -hmm. So for some people, it might be acupuncture. For some people, it might be painting. For some yes. people, it might be swimming. Um, it's really hard to find that out if you don't give yourself an opportunity to to look for it. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite ways of being quiet is being in a bookstore or being in a library and moving through sections and seeing what speaks to me. So if it's a tarot deck that jumps off the, you know, the shelf at me, if it's a periodical that looks interesting, like a magazine that was about painting or poetry, or if it's something will speak to you. If you go to a bookstore or a library, you don't even have to buy anything, but there will be something if you're listening and asking, or you're asking me to listen, there'll be something there that reveals to you what category to take this next step in, yeah. or if you already have the specific category, what the might, next steps might be. Yeah. I would also say, and for women in particular, and I think this is true for men too, and I can speak to them, but not maybe as, in the same way as I can to women having, like being a woman and experiencing that, that finding your way into a woman's community uh, is a wonderful way. And I think that's because you said something about not everybody sees what we see in each other. Yes. This is why it's so important. One thing I learned a while ago is that I've actually never seen seen myself. I have seen a reflection of myself in, in a mirror multiple times. I have seen a, a photograph of myself multiple times. I have seen myself in this video format multiple times. This is not actually myself. This is this camera, two-dimensional, somewhat three-dimensional representation of myself who has seen me, however, is yeah, you. Exactly. And so if and mirroring that back to you. And so if you can, if you can get yourself into a situation in which you have uh, individuals don't have not necessarily women, but it's helpful sometimes if you are a woman, especially where women, where you give women the opportunity simply by your presence yes. to mirror for you. And you know what? It becomes very clear. And for me, the way it becomes clear is through uh, physical or physiological feelings. Mm -hmm. So when I know that there's work for me to do, I'll start getting a little feeling here mm -hmm. that maybe um, I might start being defensive about something, or I may react to a trigger in either a defensive way or in a way that later I'm like, 
like, well, that didn't really make sense. What was that really about? Yeah. So I pay a lot of attention to the ways that I'm triggered uh, and what the, what is actually triggering me because those triggers, you know, as much as we don't like them and we're like, well, I don't like her because she da 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 and I know and I heard and I da 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 well, that's your work. Right. So, um, you know, and at the same time, I really don't like being liked. I don't don't like being yeah, not liked. liked. I don't <laughs> like it, but I need to practice not, not being liked and yeah. liking it. But I don't like not being liked. And so for me, that's my work. And so rather than reading so hard into somebody's interpretation of me and catering so hard to someone's interpretation of me, I've got to recognize and really spend some time in those moments understanding or, or identifying for myself what's yours and what's mine in that. Now, if it's my work, it's really easy to say that's your work mm-hmm. for one. I just want to say it's really easy to think it's someone else's work when it's really yours because it's not comfortable. And so you get better and better at delineating that. And I found just even, you know, and for years now I've been, I've had the privilege of doing some of this work, but more specifically and more specifically here through Pure Abundance, I've found that the, whether it's the facilitation here that I'm doing or sometimes being a, attendee also and what mm-hmm. I re- reap as beneficiary, that line has, um, has just confirmed and exercised and expanded these principles for me mm-hmm. to the point where we had a little situation last year because, you know, we're ladies and, and women, I'm itching, I'm sorry, and women will be women and ladies will be ladies and humans will be humans and feelings get hurt. And so you can step on somebody's toe and not know you stepped on somebody's toe and their toe is really hurting. Yeah. Now, if they don't tell you that, that you stepped on their toe, you don't have an opportunity mm-hmm. to sort it out. Um, There's something powerful that happens in this space, yes. this community space where when those things happen, it's an opportunity for us to hold space for it, talk about it, clear it, and then move on with the tools to handle those same types of situations in the future. Exactly. So it's always a gift for all of us. And And so I totally appreciate you for being here and sharing yourself so openly because I know this is a bit of an edge for you. So I honor you for that. I want to thank you for being here. We'll have to do this again because we have so much much more to talk talk about. And so I also want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Living Room Wisdom. I'm so happy that I was able to share my sister with you today. And make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, Petrina Wisdom, and that you check back weekly for more inspiring interviews with inspiring, beautiful women just like this right here on Living Room Wisdom. Namaste, and we'll see you next time.